Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Visions for You Big Book Study. My name is Jen A. from Colorado. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Today is Friday, April 21st, 2023. It is 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter titled Into Action. We're on page number 76 and we're reading that third uh, paragraph. It begins with, now we need more action. Ending with, we would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. Today's readers is Team Friday. 12 Steps is Joni C. 12 Traditions is K.S. Readers of the text, closing reader and backup reader are Tenzin P., Loretta H., and Anne Marie M. Our newcomer greeter is Leslie M., and the second hour moderator is Anne A. The reference numbers for yesterday, which was Thursday, April 20th, 2023, are the following. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording is 20,180. That's 20180. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording is 20,181. That's 20181. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting or accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose here is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors. Carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose. That's to carry this message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Joni C. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Joni C., gratefully recovered um, but not cured in Minnesota. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious <clears throat> contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, 
having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I will now ask K.S. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is K.S. recovered in North Carolina. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group... (coughs) Excuse me. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, thus problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based upon attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you so much, KS and Joni C. Fair service this morning. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share. But we do ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, for readers is six months. And there is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you'll press star one to unmute your phone. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we're going to resume our study in the chapter into action. We're in the big book on page 76. We're on the third paragraph. And I'm going to ask Tenzin P. to begin reading. Go ahead, Tenzin. Okay. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Okay. Um, Now we need more action, without which we find that faith without works is dead. Let's look at steps eight and nine. We have a list of all persons we have harmed and to whom we are willing to make amends. We made it when we took inventory. 
we subjected ourselves to a drastic self-appraisal. Now we go out to our fellows and repair the damage done in the past. We attempt to sweep away the debris which has been accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will and run the show ourselves. If we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning we would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. It says alcohol in the big book. Uh, for me, it's uh, victory over food and uh, compulsive eating behaviors. Okay, I'm going to set my little timer here and begin. So this is a power-packed um, paragraph. Oh, my gosh. First of all, this uh, faith without works is dead. I Googled, well, I, I know it's a familiar uh, expression. This comes directly from the King James Version of the Bible from a chapter called James, uh, exactly those words. And um, now we're in the chapter in the big book called Into Action. So a um, lot of action. First, uh, in, into action started with four, taking our moral inventory. Five, admitted another action, admitting to God, ourselves, and another, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, entirely ready to have God remove these defects of character, or as someone said yesterday, I think, our coping mechanisms before recovery. Uh, seven, step seven, humbly asking God to remove them. And eight, making a list of all persons we had harmed. And nine, making direct demands. So this is power-packed lot of uh, actions. <clears throat> so um, it, it says we made this list when we took inventory. Well, this is one of my uh, mentors did um, instruct us to make this list uh, when we did our fourth step. However, um, just to point out, it's, it, it, this list is different than who we resent, although it's really been a lot for me to weed out with the help of my sponsor and others because I had people on the list that I still had resentments about or was upset that I didn't have a relationship. But the question about where is the harm is the big one. Um, and uh, yes, and uh, jumping down to the last sentence in this paragraph, at the, we agreed at the beginning we would go to any lengths for victory over uh, our addiction. So on page 58, on the very, in the very first page of interaction, it talks about that we would be willing, we would go to any lengths to get this recovery. So this is a big part of that. Um, I'm actually doing another eighth step right now. Oh, my time is coming up. Um, it, it's profound. It, I've done, you know, other times, but I go deeper into into uh, how, how have I also damaged myself when I have done whatever I've done to other people. And um, I've had really um, amazing uh, experiences in the past uh, with my ninth step, but right now I'm still on my eighth step and very glad to be peeling another layer of the onion. Um, we all have great potential within us. Uh, underneath the character defects, and this is another way that we come to know that potential. So that's my time, and um, I really look forward to hearing what everyone else has to say. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tenzin P. 
Well, we value everybody's experience, so we do ask that you limit your share to every third day. That way a variety of voices could be heard and others can share their experience too. Who would like to share on what was read today? I can take your names one at a time. Riska R. in Baltimore. Riska R. Lisa B. Lisa B. Linda D. Linda D. Anne Marie M. Anne Marie M. We have a couple more spots. Anyone else? Star one to unmute your phone if you would like to share today. Let's give it a go. All right, this is the lineup so far. Rifka R, Lisa B, Linda D, and Marie M. Go right ahead, Rifka. Uh, Good morning, everyone. My soul family, thank you for being there. This is Rifka R, uh, recovered gratefully in Baltimore. Um, So I wanted to share two stories that are so powerful in, in my life that demonstrate the power of willingness. Um, The first one was years ago, a woman who was mentally ill took two of my young kids to her house without telling me. And when I couldn't find them, I was frantic. And I figured it might be this woman, so I ran to her house, and they were there, and I I started screaming like crazy at her. And um, Later, when I was in in program and doing an eighth step, I asked a rabbi if this was someone I needed to make amends to. And after all, she, she did something atrocious and potentially dangerous, and he actually said yes that what she did was inappropriate, but the way that I screamed at her was also inappropriate. Um, By that time, she had moved. I didn't even remember her name. I didn't know how I even could contact her. And so I said, I I have no way to contact her. What should I do? And he he told me to put it on the back burner, and if the opportunity arose, I could apologize. But two years later, all of a sudden, I get a phone call from this woman. I recognized her voice. Uh, she didn't know who she was calling. She was calling to get information, and, and, you know, she had about something, and my number had been listed. Um, so after I gave her the information that she wanted, I, I I said, I need to make amends to you. And she said, who is this? And I mentioned that years ago I had spoken to her in a very angry and harsh tone, which must have been very painful to her. And I apologized for yelling at her and causing her pain. And she said, yes, you did. And she hung up the phone, and I never heard from her again. But but I felt that God had given me this incredible opportunity to apologize for for my wrongdoing. And the second story was that uh, someone I wanted to make amends to that I, I, um, I didn't know, again, where she lived. She had moved to a different country, and it had been nine years of disconnection from her. And I became willing to make amends, and one day my three-year-old grandson was randomly pressing buttons on his mother's, uh, my daughter-in-law's cell phone, and reached a WhatsApp that this woman was on, and she saw my daughter-in-law's last name, which was the same as mine, and and she reached out to her asking her if she was related to me. And my daughter-in-law, you know, told her yes and gave me her contact information, and we were able to reconnect after all those years, and we both cried and made amends, and 
spoke for hours, and a beautiful relationship has blossomed and been reestablished. So everything in God's time, God makes everything possible. But it all starts with, with willingness. And I pass. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you so much, Rifka R. from Baltimore. Up next, we have Lisa B. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. My name is Lisa B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm in South Carolina, and I do spell my name L-E-S-A. Um, you know, boy, that word action, so powerful for me as a compulsive overeater because inaction, you know, is what I do when I'm in the disease, and I'm just you know, wallowing in self-pity, self-absorption, and selfishness, and that moving a muscle, you know, changing a thought is so important. But having the specific directions in this big book is vital, rather than just relying on, you know, it may be an action list or a series of tools. The tools are great, but this is what gives us victory, you know. It gives us victory, and having an understanding of my step one process and that I truly am hopeless. I really am doomed. There is no other hope for me as a compulsive overeater. You know, I can't rely on anything else except having that vital relationship with my creator. And I I loved learning about the process. Um, I guess you call the mechanics of how to do a step four and learning that my harms list you know, for me, came out on my harms inventory, which may or may not involve sex, you know, so that sex harms is really my harms list for me. That that really helped me, and having the sponsor help me unpack this big book and the directions. And also, um, you know, that drastic self-appraisal, I'm willing to do that now when I'm in this process and this part of the steps. I've been entirely abstinent. I have clarity. I've been moving through. I have a a guide that's helping me. And, you know, it talks about our effort to live on self-will. The debris that's there is an effort to live on self-will and run the show ourselves. You know, and this is where I start to really learn the truth that I'm not the God of my life. I wanted to be the God of my life and I wanted to be the God of other people's lives. But it's really about submitting to this power, learning about this power and the damage that I've done and what it's been like for people to be on the receiving end of me when I'm trying to run the show, you know. So it's such an amazing process. I'm very, very grateful today to be free, to live in the victory and to have this connection with my higher power, which is the most important, that consciousness, the most important thing. So with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Lisa B. from South Carolina. Up next, we have Linda D. Go ahead, Linda. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. So grateful to be recovered but not cured in Connecticut. I have this moment, this one moment to be recovered, and it's one moment after another. It's not the whole day. And it's not tomorrow, it's right now. What am I doing right now? I'm connecting with you because over and over I have learned I can have a lot, I can have a wonderful, over time, develop a wonderful relationship with God, but that's not but. I can have a wonderful relationship with God, which is truly a dazzling, phenomenal thing. 
experience. But I must have you folks, particularly this meeting, that has taught me to go slowly, to lean into the into the fellowship in the sense that I truly, truly need you. I, tr I truly love you, and I want most people anyway. And I certainly wish and pray for the well-being of everyone, and I mean that. I, when I did this eight step, it was so long ago, I don't remember. Um, it's a year, decades ago. Uh, but by living the steps, it saves my life every single day and makes it very, very well worth living. And more than that, I do learn, take it easy, Linda, this isn't a witch hunt. I'm not, you know, propelled forward by perfection. It tries to assert itself. It's deadly. I'm human. I need the divine. Make no mistake, it's divine. And he, he, she, it is within. Make no mistake. It's a magnificent experience. I'm eternally grateful for all of you. I cannot do it without my tribe. My tribe is the human race particularly you guys and gals. Thank you so much for teaching me how to live, how to love myself out of an experience with God that fills me up and allows me, helps me to understand you and to love you no matter what. Unconditional love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Linda D. All right, up next we have Anne-Marie M. Go ahead, Anne-Marie. Good morning. Good morning. This is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina, uh, gratefully recovered from compulsive overeating, and that is through God's grace. And um, um, by working the steps found in this big book. And um, I just wanted to share my experience with the step eight. So, of course, once I had, I did have my list of people from my fourth step. And um, that was that was very easy. However, I needed to, and I was glad my sponsor offered um, to review the list with me and to review what kind of amends that I was going to make. Because on my list, I had some people that really didn't need the amends. I thought, you know, there was one point where I thought I needed to make amends to everyone. You know, I went from one extreme to... I uh thinking, well, you know, I don't need to make amends to anyone. So I had to really sit down with my sponsor, go through the list and figure out which people that um that I needed to do the do the ninth step with. So the eighth step, um so in, in this book they um really I think I'm thinking that this paragraph is really on, the only paragraph that talks about the eight steps. Um to me it's very simple. Um I I already have my list from column one, from my fourth step. Um, and to me, I, like I said, I needed to go over it. And the rest of this um, chapter, well, no, uh, next few pages up until page 84, um, tells us the um, the directions on, on how to make amends. And so I needed to go over those directions with my sponsor once I got to um, step nine, before I did step nine. And, um, and once I did my first step, 
2009, once I did my first amends, I should say, uh, I went ahead and started doing the 10th step, but I needed to continue finishing the uh, amends that I made. And I, I know that, um, oh, you know, one person that I sponsor, um, we kind of, we went on to the 10th, 11th, 12th, and she didn't finish her nine steps, and that was a problem. So um, even though it's instructed to go on to the 10th step after the after the ninth, I'm not going ahead of myself. But anyway, um, it's really important that I follow through and do all of my ninth step amends. So I didn't mean to go ahead of myself, but I did. All right. Well, thanks, Jen. Thanks for your service. My pleasure, Anne Marie M. from South Carolina. Thanks so much. All right. So uh, this morning we're in the uh, <laughs> we're in the chapter into action. In the big book on page number 76, we're in that third paragraph. We read the whole paragraph from now we need more action all the way to the end of the italics there. Um, we do value your experience. We ask you to limit your shared every third day. So uh, who on the line would like to share this morning? I'll take your names one at a time, please. Gwyneth W. Gwyneth W. Gwyneth. Was it Gwyneth with a G? Could you say it again? Gwyneth with an L. Okay, sorry, you're cutting in and out. L E N. L Y N N E T H. Okay, perfect. Who else would like to share as well? Uh, may I ask a question? What page and paragraph are we on? Yes, ma'am. We are on page number 76 in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're on paragraph number three. It says, now we need more action, and we're going all the way through. Um, we we'll go to any length for victory over alcohol. You can press star one um, to share. Ken W.H. Ken W.H.? Nancy B. Na was it Nancy B? G like girl. Thank you very much for the clarification. Nancy G and someone else was in there? Jeannie B. Jeannie B. You guys are being very kind to me today. <laughs> Anyone else? Press star one. Diane B. Thanks, Diane. Diane B. Mm-hmm. Diane B. Tuli B from California. Tuli B. All right. Well, that's great. So this is who I have. I have Lynette, Ken, Nancy, Jeannie, Diane, and Tuli B. All right. Go right ahead, Lynette. Hi, this is Lynette W. in Georgia. Can you hear me okay? I can. Go right ahead. Thanks. Thanks. Um, listening to this um, paragraph makes me think about, um, especially the line about uh, faith without works um, is dead and 
how you have to take action, and it makes me think about how now that I'm recovered and 75 pounds lighter that that my thinking got me nowhere. I had a lot of faith in a lot of different things, and mostly myself uh, before coming back into program, and it got me nowhere. It didn't help my relationships. It didn't help me at work. It didn't help me with my family members. Um, It didn't help with the way I felt about myself. But coming into program and realizing that as much as I wanted recovery and wanted to lose weight initially, I had to take action. I had to be willing to work the steps. And I'm so thankful for my sponsor that helped me go through the steps. And and they were difficult. The steps took work. It wasn't something I could just think myself into recovery. I had to do the legwork, do the step work, and um, and over the course of that time became willing to make those amends when I got to that point. And I wish I'd known before I came into program how amazing recovery would be and how it's not all about the weight, how much better my life is today for having worked through the steps. My relationships are better. My brain has so much more free space. Uh, it's just been an amazing process, and I'm I'm thankful for this group, and I appreciate your service. Thanks, and I'll pass. Thank you so much, Lennith W. Thanks for spelling your name. That was L-Y-N-N-E-T-H-W. Um, that's nice when people are trying to find you on the member list. Up next, we have Ken W.H. Go right ahead, Ken. Thank you. Good morning. I am Ken W.H., Recover Compulsive Eater from North Carolina. Um I, at first, I got really confused at about this point, um, thinking back to the fourth step and uh, that whole process of going through the columns and making lists. And I'm aware that uh, a lot of focus was on resentment and the people with whom I was angry. And when I'm angry, I hurt people. That's what I did in the past. And uh, so I have a that list and and this reading today mentions that I do have that list of the persons I harmed as a result, all of the persons I harmed as a result of my resentments. My question for me then, so that I got unconfused was, okay, what, (laughs) what harm have I done otherwise where I haven't resented someone, but I've just been an idiot (laughs) or acted foolishly. Um, and that's the list I need to continue with here. Uh, I harmed a lot of people that um, I didn't know. I harmed a lot of people I had no resentment against. I just hurt them, and that's something I did often, too often, I'm afraid to say and admit. But um, <clears throat> So I need to add some people to the list that I had from Step 4, but that everyone on Step 4 got hurt. Uh, there's no question about it. When I had a resentment, you got hurt. And so that list comes forward. But there were other people I needed to consider because 
That fourth step was more than just a list of resentments. It was a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself. So I had to look at a whole lot of other areas of my life as well. Um, so I have a pretty good list, and I added the people I needed to, and I needed to move on because I was willing to go to any length, and I still am. Um, faith without works is dead is a, a wonderful statement, if not misunderstood, Um it's not that I have to work uh, to to get the faith. I have the faith, and as a result, I respond. I've come into relationship with a power greater than myself, and I respond to that grace that I have received. And that's what this is all about, being as graceful as I possibly can. That's all I've got. Thanks. Well, thanks so much, Ken W.H. Up next, we have Nancy G., followed by Jeannie B. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, this is Nancy G from Southern California, but walking in New Jersey right now, which is why I can be on this call. Um, gratefully healed for the most part, compulsive as a healer. And um, one of my favorite authors is in Lamont. She happens to be a recovered alcoholic, and she's written a bunch of books on writing, but she's also written some books about her journey. And as I was listening to some of these books on tape, I went, oh, my God, people in AA and OA, they have no filter. They are embarrassed about the things they've done. And I realized that's happening to me, that there are things I've kept inside that I've been embarrassed to talk about that I now have no shame about. And because I, I feel like I made my amends not just with the people, but with God. And if God can be for me, who can be against me? So, I and I'm finding things moment by moment, new opportunities. I, I did a lot of letters because I'm 70 and my um, my parents and in-laws are all dead. And so I did a lot of letters and wrote the letters and just had some amazing experiences with that understanding and realization. And, you know, I, I actually... Um, when I was in my 20s, I had a couple abortions. And I didn't even think of that as needing an amends until I passed. I live in an area where we have a lot of people who are standing with their signs of torn apart fetuses and different things. And when I saw that, I went, oh, I have another amends to make. And so I wrote letters or to, to the unborn fetuses that I never allowed to come to fruition and had a stunning realization that the soul, or at least one of the souls that was trying to get in, is now in the form of my daughter. And um, I've, I'm Jewish, and we light earthquake candles, um, the anniversary of the death of a person that we loved. And I had three earthquake candles in my closet. I lit them all, said some prayers, and just felt this incredible relief. So this process is so powerful for clearing us out. And clearing us out means I don't, I'm not holding stuff against myself either anymore. So there's a freedom that comes with it and a lack of judgment or an ability to, to not judge ourselves. And I know from my experience with my fellows in and out of program that the people we judge the harshest are ourselves. And I just feel so incredibly appreciative that 
I am moving into another realm of life with this. And even realizing that one amends I made that, that created potentially more problems wasn't more problems. There's more opportunities for me to look at how I'm holding certain things in my life and then to get healed with them, whether it requires an amends or just a change in how I'm thinking. So I just, I love this program. I love this meeting. I've never been able really to go on it because 4 a.m. in California is a little early and 7 a.m. I'm already out doing my life. So um, I'm so happy. It's like, I want to come to the East Coast more so I can be on these lives or go to sleep at 7 at night so I can get up at 4. Anyway, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for doing service and for my lovely sponsor and sponsee who I know are also on this call. Um, you're all so important to my heart and to my, my well-being, and thank you. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Nancy G. Thanks for joining us on the East Coast today. All right, up next we have Jeannie B. followed by Diane B. Go ahead, Jeannie. Good morning. I am Jeannie B, J-E-A-N-N-I-E-B from Florida. I'm a repulsive, (laughs) recovered, compulsive overeater, and I am so grateful for this meeting and the service. This I felt compelled to share because this is me. Action, action, action. I Concepts are interesting. I can get them, but until I put it into action, it doesn't mean anything. So action I go, into the action, into the steps, taking all the courage I can and facing that next layer of whatever I need to clean up or whatever I need to do, whether it's prayer or meditation. But this is where the program lives. As most of us know, there's that phrase by one another fellow, this isn't a program for people who want it. This isn't a program for people who need it. It's a program for people who do it. And that's what I take this action step or this action idea to mean is do the next right action, do the next right action. Whenever I'm stuck, do the next right action. Just all I need to do is remember, do the next right action. And to ask myself, what's the next right action? To ask God, what is the next right action? So this to me is the most beautiful part, uh, not in comparative way, but just it's so beautiful what is the next right action can take me out of my head. It can take me out of my pain. It can take me out of whatever moment of anxiety or thoughtlessness or thoughtfulness that I'm in. Whatever the thought of that moment, the moment I can have the presence of mind to say, what is the next right action? I have found the key to my freedom because that next right action to me is a connection with the universe to ask that and to receive that answer and then I can enact that. So it's the most empowering part to have the consciousness and the awareness to say and to ask what is the next right action is the key to to getting that information and then doing it is for me the easiest part. It's the pause. It's the creating the space for the information to come through and that I'm so grateful for all of it. Because in that next right action, I am out of my head and I am in recovery. And that is my recovery. It's the next step and the next right action is recovery, recovery, recovery. And when I slip and when I am not my best in my recovery, that is the way out. 
is I have to look at what are the actions I'm taking, what are the actions I'm not taking. So thank God for action. Thank God for vision. I pass. Thank you so much, Jeannie B. Up next, we have Diane B. followed by Truly B. Thank you, Jen. Good morning. This is Diane B. Gratefully recovered in New York. Thank you to Team Friday for all of your service. Um, so what I wanted to focus on today is the last sentence. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning, and in italics, we would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. So one of the first things that my current sponsor, who I've been working with for over three years, one of the first things that she asked me was, am I willing to go to any length, and what does that mean for me? And so I had to really think about this. I've been in the room since 1986, but I have not been recovered um, until like three and a half years ago. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So when she asked me this, I really had to think about what am I willing to do, right? Like I was, I know what I was willing to do to get to be a slave to the food. I knew exactly what I was willing to do about that, but I had to really, really, um, consider what it took for me to be willing to go to any lengths for my recovery. And that was something that was really important in terms, that was a real pivotal point for me. And so now when I start working with others, when I start sponsoring other people, that's one of the first things that I ask them also. What are you willing to do? Um, I'm currently reading the chapter, um, working with others with one of my sponsees. And this is what we were talking about yesterday, was that do we, how much time do we spend with someone who's not willing to do the work? Um, and I know that um, for me, I know that what it says in the big book is that I could be working with someone who is willing to do the work and not spending too much time with someone who does not want to. So this was really, really important. Um, and I have to think about this, you know, every day. What am I willing to do today to continue to be in recovery? What am I doing today to continue um, enlarging my spiritual life? What am I doing today to strengthen my connections with my uh, fellows and with other people in my life? What am I willing to do today to strengthen my, um, to strengthen my relationship with my higher power? Um, so again, you know, it's in, it's in italics. We know what that means. So thank you for letting me share. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Diane B. from New York. Up next, we have Thule B. Good morning. May I be heard? Go right ahead. Um, this is Tuli B. Recovered um, from California, but not cured. Um, yeah, I, I keep thinking about, you know, how the life that we build on the steps, on the principles of recovery, are truly a road to freedom. Um, I've never felt this free in my life uh, and, I've, and I see signs of my creator working in my life all the time if I'm willing to look um, I've learned so much from listening to to this meeting um, going on three years of listening to you guys and it's the one thing that I continue that's an action and you know, I, by the time we get to step six and seven, which I am on right now, I'm on step six, um, I have developed certain ideas, new ideas about how to live my life. You know, I, I am clear that I'm powerless. I am clear that only God can run my life. 
and um, I'm clear that I need another human being, someone that I trust, to to keep my ego in check because part of my problem is that I am self-sufficient and I don't need you. I don't need anybody. I can handle this myself. And that's edging God out completely. So I really need you to continue. And in terms of, like, you know, the amends, oh, my goodness gracious, you know, um, there's only one one amends that has never been, you know, it's it's one of those amends that I will make when God, when God is ready, um, when it's time. And the honest truth is I've made almost all of them except that one, and I'm ready. And I know that God will present the time and the place. Um, and, you know, I just continue. I continue to do these practices. I continue to go to meetings, make the calls, and most importantly to, on a daily basis, um, to stay spiritually fit so I can put down all my compulsions and obsessions because I have many. And, you know, I, I, I'm one of those people that transfers addictions. And so um, work, working the steps is giving me the, the tool to continue to <clears throat> to aim for right living. And so um, I can act myself into a good way of life um, and based on gratitude. And so it is a beautiful way to live. Um, I just really, you know, thank you guys, thank the big book and, and all all the people that share every day, you know, to keep me inspired and on the beam. So um, thank you, visionaires. Thank you, um, old timers for, and thank you, God, for giving us the big book. And I want us to keep it. I'm out with that. Have a nice weekend, everyone. Thank you so much, Tuli B from California. All right, we still have some time on the clock for people to share. We're on page 76, reading the third paragraph on steps uh, 8 and 9. So who would like to share their experience, strength, and hope who hasn't shared in the last three days? Can I be heard? This is Jen. Just making sure the line's really quiet. We hear you. We can hear you. Thank you. Thank you. You can be heard. Who would like to share? Hi, this is Donna L. I'll take a stab at it. Donna? Yes. Okay. Let's see if there's anybody else there, Donna, and then we'll get going. Anyone Good else? Victoria L. Donna? I'd like to share. Mona M. Victoria. Victoria L. And tell me what it was, something with an M again. Monette M. Nanette. Thank you. All right. Let's stop there. Get you ladies on the line this morning. Thank you so much, Dana, Victoria, and um, Nanette. Go right ahead, Dana L. 
Dana Elsa, star one to unmute. Oh, there you go. I can hear you now, Dana. Go right ahead. Okay, it's actually Donna. Um, I'm Donna L. from Florida. And um, I wasn't prepared to talk this morning, but when it was such a silence, I just had to step in. (laughs) So uh, I've been through the steps a few times, and I have um, a big amends to make with my youngest daughter, but my sponsor at the time said not to do that yet because she said that I was still doing the things that I needed to make amends for. So I never did make them. But um, this time, I I think things have changed. Uh, Things that I do, I'm working with a different sponsor, one from Vision for You now. And um, I think I've grown a lot. And I'm right now still on the fourth step. But I have a feeling that when I come to the eighth and ninth step, I, I will be ready because I've made so many changes with this particular daughter. Things are going so much better than ever, and I feel a love for her that I didn't have before. So I'm looking forward to doing that, to clearing the air with her when I'm on that step. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you. Thank you, Donna L. from Florida. Up next, we have Victoria L. followed by Nanette M. Hi, good morning, everyone. My name is Victoria L. and I live in Muncie, Indiana. Um, I just went through the 12 steps again with a new sponsor, and we did it really fast. And, um, you know, I've been in recovery a really long time in different programs and made a lot of amends, especially to my family. And, you know, there's usually the repeat offenders on there. And, you know, for those of you out there who struggle with amends, I can tell you that there's no one in my family who's in recovery. So I've made the amends multiple times. Excuse me. It's really hard, you know, on pride and ego. I want people to make amends to me. But at the end of the day, this is about cleaning up our side of the street. And some of my process has to be a living amends. I'm traveling next week to go see a brother who I'd actually really rather not see and who I had a pretty big resentment against and who I've already made an amends for the issue. Um, And so this is going to be a living amends of just being present and loving, you know, love and tolerance is our code. And um, I'm willing to do what I need to do to stay abstinent, including speaking on the flying, which I hardly ever do. I've probably been on the flying for six years and maybe talked less than a half a dozen times. But what I want to say is that there's hope in this process that, you know, when we make the amends, it lifts us up. And it's just one more tool that we can put in our spiritual toolkit to help keep us abstinent. And what my sponsor shared with me also is at the end of the day, abstinence isn't the goal. Weight loss isn't the goal as much as I'd love to get these extra 35 pounds off. It's a connection with a higher power. And so when we go through the 12 steps, each step that we take removes one by one our blocks to our higher power and to our connection with our creator. And so that's why I'm going to do what I'm going to do next week. It's not something I really want to do. Um, But I know that spending time with a family member and being present for them um, 
is what will benefit me in the end because it's what's removing my blocks to my my God and to my higher power. Um, so yeah, that's about all I've got today. I thank you for letting me share and for everyone who does service on the phone. I really appreciate it. Have a wonderful week. Awesome. Can can you spell your first name for us, please? Lynette, can you spell your first name? Can you press star oh. one again and spell your yeah, sorry. Lynette? Yeah, sorry, Jen. Can you hear me? Yeah, I was asking Lynette if she could spell her first name. I don't know if it was Lynette or Lynette. Can you can I be heard? Yes, Hello? go right ahead. Uh huh. Yep. Okay, yeah, it's Monette, M as in Mary, O N as in Nancy, E. T-T-E. So it's Monette and then last initial, I mean, first initial of my last name is M as in Mary. So Monette and Perfect. Thank you okay. so much for the clarification. You're so welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, I am Monette, um, M, a recovered compulsive overeater in Oklahoma. So, yeah, it says let's look at steps eight and nine. And, yeah, I've made a list of all persons I've harmed, and I'm becoming willing to make amends to them all. And then I make direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And, um, yeah, who do I owe direct amends to? Uh, to persons I have harmed. And who do I owe, who do I owe amends to? To them all. You know, to them all that I have harmed, except when to do that would injure them or others. And, and so, yes, this is vitally so important to have a sponsor who has been through these steps before and um, has been through all this work. And then, yeah, to prayerfully consider. And, and yes, I do have a list of people um, on my from my um, inventory that I have a resentment against. But then I think it does say, you know, they're, you know, go back to my list. There's also people that I have heard hurt, um, and maybe I'm not resentful at, and that's been mentioned from a previous share. And so this is why I, pray, I go into prayer, and I'm like, okay, God, show me. You know, I have my list, and that's, those are the easy ones. I mean, the, those are the easy ones that I know. I man, yes, I really harm these people, and I owe them a direct amends. Um, but to go into prayer and ask God to bring to mind anyone that might not have shown up on my resentment list, but that I do owe an amends to. You know, I have an amends in my life um, that I will never be able to make because it would really harm that person. And, um, you know, there's some regrets that I have to live with. Not very many, thankfully. Thank you, God. Um, but there is one, and that's just a result of um, my bad behavior. Um, and I don't beat myself up about that. Um, if this person ever came to me and asked me directly if this had happened, I'm, I am going to be honest. I am not going to lie. But um, that, is an, a, that, that, is an, a, that is an example of a man that I, um, I stand willing to make. If God ever sees fit for me to do that, I'm absolutely willing to make. And um, the the pain of that, um, the, the the appropriate remorse of that, certainly led me to not ever take that action again, you know. And so, yeah, like someone said, these steps are such a road to freedom. I mean, the freedom is just limitless. And I'm so grateful to get to partner with God, my higher power, and with all of you guys, you know, live in this beautiful way of life. So, and I'm so grateful it's an ongoing process. Um, spiritual progress, not perfection. But with each time that I go through the steps, each time I go through this book with my sponsor, it's, I mean, God just completely continues to overwhelm me um, with his love for me. And when I can accept his love for me, then I can love myself and then I can love others. And so um, with all that, I'm, I'm so grateful. And thanks for letting me share.
Thank you so much, Monette M. That's perfect timing and a great way to take us out this morning. So let's see where we're at. <clears throat> Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Um, if you want to go back and listen to the shares this morning, here's the share ID for today. It's Friday, April 21st, 2023, and the share ID is 20,183. That's 20183. 20183. We're now going to close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Loretta H. please read a vision for you? Good morning, Jan. Good morning, all, along with my precious God who's saving my life. Loretta H. recovered in North Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great backdrop. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. May you find him now. Thank you.